Chapter Fifteen of Peggy Raymond's School Days, or Old Girls and New, by Harriet Lemmis Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen, A Dinner Party. It was the last hour of school session, and Priscilla and Peggy had the big library room to themselves. Priscilla was refreshing her memory as to certain details of the Second Punic War. Peggy was trying to read a few of the pastoral poems of the Elizabethan period, and was privately reflecting that poetry had made long strides since those far-off days. She remembered with a twinge of conscience that there was Shakespeare, but as for those others whose names were written large in the history of literature, she found them tiresome for the most part. Peggy was nothing if not modern. At two o'clock in the afternoon, after five hours of intellectual work, more or less strenuous, the Second Punic War and early English poetry are less absorbing than one might suppose. At this hour in the day even trifles are likely to prove distracting. This may partially account for the fact that once in every two or three minutes Peggy and Priscilla looked hard at the ceiling and frowned. "'What are they doing up there?' Peggy demanded crossly at last. "'I should think the gymnasium was right over our heads.' "'It's Miss Riley's room,' explained Priscilla, writing down a date in her notebook and yawning as she did so. "'That new algebra teacher, you know. She hasn't any discipline.' Peggy looked up, with an expression of anxiety not due to the perplexities of the English pastoral. "'Oh, dear! Hasn't she?' "'It doesn't sound like it.' Priscilla looked at her friend with interest. "'Oh, I forgot that you knew her before she came here.' well some little things that rose fletcher has said make me pretty sure she's not going to last in this school those freshmen are certainly a handful and my particular freshman is about the worst of the lot peggy returned there's nothing mean about kitty but she's so fond of fun that she doesn't know when to stop something crashed overhead as if a chair had suddenly been overturned and the burst of laughter that followed was plainly audible even through the ceiling priscilla shook her head disapprovingly and returned to her punic war but Peggy sat staring at the page before her, while her thoughts vibrated like a pendulum between the new teacher of algebra and Kitty Fox. And this was unusual for Peggy, who had the good sense to make every moment of her school study hours count for their full value, instead of frittering away her time in school and then insisting on the necessity of sitting up till midnight to learn her lessons. It may have been the result of her thinking so much of Kitty that Peggy found the alert freshman at her elbow when she pinned on her hat after school, going my way peggy inquired of course i am the jubilant kitty helped peggy on with her coat and then fluttered into her own wraps as a matter of fact she had an engagement with another freshman directly after school but kitty would have scorned to be bound by such an agreement when she had a chance for a walk with peggy as the two reached the street without encountering any of peggy's intimates who might have had the bad taste to join them kitty felt that luck was with her she set herself to be as entertaining as possible oh we've been having a perfect lark in the algebra class i don't believe i ever laughed so much in my life i wonder nobody's heard us i heard you all right said peggy priscilla and i were trying to study in the library today, and there was such a racket upstairs that we didn't know what we were about kitty laughed as joyously as if this assurance were the tribute she most desired you know we've only had miss riley two weeks she explained, and the class is a big one, nearly fifty, so we keep her guessing by changing our names. What do you mean? Well, the first day I was Rose Fletcher, and Rose was Kitty Fox, and the next I changed with Estelle Burdick. Every day we have a new name, you see, and she tries so hard to get us straightened out. Yesterday I was Ellen Dale, 
and to-day when she said miss dale and jane magruder got up she looked perfectly bewildered i had all i could do to keep from screaming i shouldn't think you could keep that up indefinitely peggy's intonation was a little dry yet she seemed interested too no if she were one of the kind that's quick to catch on we would have had to give it up before i think to-morrow will be about the last day that it's safe explained kitty regretfully but you see she gets mixed up and thinks everything is all her own fault i never saw anybody it was so easy to rattle you'll have something else thought of by the time this is worn out i suppose suggested peggy and kitty laughed and nodded the wind blew her curls about her face she looked charmingly pretty in her radiant mischief oh of course kitty agreed we'll find something to make things interesting who is it that thinks of all these brilliant schemes peggy inquired she was in an unusually indulgent mood kitty realized sometimes with all her charms peggy was inclined to be shocked well i don't want to boast kitty's manner was a delicious mixture of complacency and modesty but i imagine i get up about as many schemes as any one in the class it was my idea that changing names concluded kitty with the air of one struggling against the temptation to conceit i thought as much and with that utterance peggy seemed to lose all interest in the plotting of the freshmen against the peace of mind of the new algebra teacher their further talk was of things remote from school peggy described a new dessert which had attained enormous popularity in the raymond household and kitty who knew as much about cooking as a hummingbird and cared even less said with a sigh that she wished she could make lovely things to eat those oatmeal cookies you gave me once peggy were the most adorable things i ever ate really and truly they were listen exclaimed peggy animatedly i'll tell you what we'll do have you anything especial for friday afternoon and evening no answered kitty without winking she brushed aside the recollection of an engagement of a month's standing with rhoda pearson that was nothing of any account of course when you promised one of your classmates something it was understood that the agreement was not binding provided a certain irresistible senior indicated a desire for your society then suppose you come over here about four o'clock suggested peggy and i'll show you how to make my prize pudding and then you must stay to dinner and see how you like it kitty imprinted a rapturous kiss on the glowing cheek nearest her i'd love to come peggy she replied it seemed to her that no joy was comparable to learning to make a pudding under peggy's supervision kitty arrived the next friday afternoon a good thirty minutes early over a promptness emphasized by the hall clock which struck the half-hour just as she entered kitty blushed as she unbuttoned her coat is it really so early i had a few errands to do as i came along i didn't know how long they were going to take me that will give me time to show you my new pennant peggy said cheerfully and carried kitty upstairs to her own room in fitting up her own particular nest peggy had contended against many difficulties including the lack of funds yet the little room was not only tasteful and pretty but had an unmistakable individuality about it something not always true of more ambitious apartments it was so delightful to sit on the foot of peggy's bed and examine peggy's intimate belongings that kitty was almost sorry when the older girl declared it was time to undertake the pudding there was the sound of smashing crockery as they descended the stairs each girl enveloped in one of peggy's long aprons covering her from head to foot oh dear sighed peggy it's the queerest thing how sally always breaks something when we're going to have company to dinner i hope it wasn't one of the vegetable dishes doesn't she like the idea of the extra work asked kitty a little awed by the thought of facing a virago who emphasized her displeasure over the advent of guests by throwing crockery about the kitchen oh sally just loves to have company she's always reminding mother that the bible says not to forget to entertain strangers 
sally would be perfectly happy if she could work in a boarding-house with the people changing all the time but she's so scatterbrained that they wouldn't bother with her in a boarding-house sally was on her knees picking up bits of broken crockery as the girls entered the kitchen she ceased her labors as she smiled a welcome twarn't nothing but a cracked pie-plate miss peggy it's a load off my mind when i get my breaking done for the day and know it's nothing to worry about i feel it in my bones that sometime when i get the meat on the platter and headed for the dining-room i'm going to let it drop i hope it won't be to-night sally said peggy gravely bless your heart miss peggy i draw the line at breakin more'n one thing a day the china's just as safe now as if twas locked up in a trunk till to-morrow while sally trotted about the kitchen taking a dozen steps for every necessary one after the fashion of unthinking people peggy initiated kitty into the mysteries of concocting a princess pudding and kitty was so absorbed in admiring peggy's deftness and in congratulating herself on having so much of the society of this pink of perfection among high school seniors that her chief impressions about the pudding were a great deal of beating of eggs and the odor of chocolate and peggy explaining that the oven must be exactly right she made kitty come to the stove and slip her hand into the oven to test the temperature and kitty was divided between the fear of being burned and the desire to do exactly as peggy wished she was quite relieved to have peggy say there you see though as a matter of fact she was not quite sure what she expected to see sally began to tramp back and forth setting the table it was reassuring to remember that her breakage was finished for the day otherwise there would have been ground for expecting several casualties among the cups and saucers the knives and forks could not break but they fell into their places with a clatter which suggested they were doing their best in that direction sally pushed back the swinging door sufficiently to admit her head how many places did you say miss peggy five or six six sally the door swung to and kitty did a rapid sum in mental arithmetic then you're going to have company beside me just one a girl we've known a long time for a moment kitty was vaguely disappointed then she recalled that this other girl whom peggy had known for years very likely had not been asked to help with the dessert and her spirits rose with a bound and in the excitement of opening the oven door a crack and peeping at the pudding to decide whether or not it was done she almost forgot she was not to be the only guest of the raymond family that evening when the pudding was taken from the oven and peggy had rearranged sally's silver and rendered other trifling services the two girls went upstairs to remove all traces of their recent pursuits before their toilet was completed the other guests arrived kitty heard the doorbell and mrs raymond's cordial voice raised in greeting she took a last glance at the mirror and followed peggy down to the living-room the newcomer was a slight young woman her slender figure looking almost childish beside mrs raymond's generous proportions the two were talking animatedly as the girls came into the room and both turned kitty halted abruptly while peggy advanced and shook hands so glad you could come esther this is but you know kitty fox esther riley put out her hand to the freshman an anxious look banished the smile i know her face perfectly she said but i own i'm having a dreadful time to remember the names my classes are large you know and there are so many things to think about at the same time she seemed to be explaining to peggy and apologizing to kitty as well and recalling certain indiscreet confidences kitty blushed furiously she could think of nothing to say except to observe feebly you never told me you knew miss riley so well don't you dare tell anybody i know her well enough to call her esther exclaimed peggy slipping her arm about kitty's waist the truth is she's not so very old even if she is a high school teacher how old were you when you entered college esther i was seventeen but sometimes declared miss riley slipping into the rocking-chair peggy had pulled forward 
sometimes i feel it would have been better if i'd taught a country school for a year or two and not have graduated till i was older it's almost said miss riley as if things had come on me before i was ready for them i see but of course you were in a hurry to get to earnings so that you could take care of your mother peggy suggested miss riley hesitated but as peggy seemed waiting for confirmation of her statement she gave it a little shyly yes i was in a hurry for that mother had had such a hard time and she always wanted me to have all the new things and the nice things and she'd do without herself that's a way mothers have she ended with a smile that included both peggy and peggy's mother that she was ready to change the subject was evident enough but peggy would not have it so even at the dinner-table she insisted on bringing the talk back to miss riley's personal concerns you have taken a flat haven't you i think a flat is nice when there's just two i only hope we won't have to go back to boarding and living in one room said miss riley with a worried look mother is so much happier with her own kitchen and dining-room why should you have to go back to boarding peggy asked a little obtusely her mother thought if one could judge by the surprised glance she bestowed on her usually tactful daughter well if i'm successful in my work miss riley explained it will be all right of course but if i didn't have a high school position i couldn't afford a flat a little upright crease showed between her brows i thought you had a high school position now said peggy's father entering into the discussion yes but i'm only engaged till the end of the year but you'll be reappointed said mr raymond with reassuring positiveness of course you will i-i hope so acknowledged miss riley but without his conviction she looked at kitty as if she wondered if this were the proper sort of talk to be going on before a freshman but before she had time to decide positively against it a question from peggy started her off again kitty fox contributed very little to the conversation of the dinner-table she ate her food mechanically her eyes upon miss riley kitty was a warm-hearted generous girl who for some mysterious reason had grown up without the realization that school-teachers were really human beings she had set herself to torment this latest addition to the faculty of the girls high school without a qualm miss riley was a teacher therefore fair game it was bewildering to discover all at once that she was a young woman hardly more than a girl struggling bravely to support herself and her mother and uncertain of success because of unexpected obstacles in the way kitty felt an uncomfortable lump in her throat it was still early in the evening when she suggested going home peggy protested why it's not half-past eight you can't be sleepy yet i-there's some studying i've got to do tomorrow is so full besides i've been here an age dick will walk home with you if you really think you must go said mrs raymond but peggy vetoed that plan she was certainly a willful peggy this evening i'm going with kitty myself keep esther talking mother and i'll be back before you know it ordinarily kitty would have been both flattered and delighted by this indication that her devotion was reciprocated but she was too miserable to feel any satisfaction if the truth be told she almost dreaded finding herself alone with peggy out in the frosty air with the stars looking down from the velvet sky they walked for a block in silence peggy said kitty wretchedly do you suppose they'll reappoint miss riley for next year i don't know peggy answered quietly she's a wonderfully bright girl but well from what i hear when i'm in the library i judge she may be weak on discipline and you know they can't keep a teacher who isn't able to keep her classes in order the penitent freshman gave a little groan peggy she said 
i really never thought before that teachers were like other people trying to earn their living and help folks and things of that sort if i'd have thought of it i'd have known it was mean to make things any harder for them than they have to be oh i wish she burst out desperately that i hadn't thought of that dreadful changing of our names but i'll tell the girls to-morrow that they've got to behave themselves it was always easier to start mischief than to stop it peggy was not at all sure that kitty would be successful in allaying the storm she herself had raised but at least a persistent and ingenious troublemaker had been transformed into miss riley's uncompromising ally and peggy was inclined to think her dinner party was an out and out success End of chapter 15